To Good Morning Comrade, WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. Uh, this is Good Morning Comrade. Get more information at goodmorningcomrade.com. Today we got Jeff and Robert. Uh, we had a little bit of a uh, impromptu week off last week. Uh, my internet went down. Uh, Cox Communications, just absolutely wonderful service provider. Uh, didn't even, didn't even uh, give us a heads up on it, but we had the internet was out from probably around Thursday at a no, I'm sorry, Wednesday at noon until almost Friday, uh, and they were like gaslighting and saying like, well, maybe it's your router and doing all this other crazy oh, stuff. Oh God, yeah, they will do anything not to roll a truck. <laughs> yeah, you know they got fiber right across the lake. Uh, you go right across the lake and the Spectrum has fiber. No way. Yeah, well, we need that down here, don't we? We need something down here. It's trash. I mean, Cox we do have trash. like certain people uptown have AT and T fiber. Yeah, I mean, like but, again, I guess this could get into a, a little bit of a thing for me. Is like, why do we have multiple companies with multiple different networks of multiple different wires? And when you could just have it's a monopoly, one, dude. Well, yeah, you could. Have, well, no, it, it, no, not if it's not a market. Like if it's a monopoly of for a monopoly of cable by like the government or whatever. I, I, like this is where I get like my extra super like centralize it all communist <laughs> of course <laughs> because like it's so ridiculous to have multiple different networks of internet oh, oh i'm getting myself fired up already we just got started we ain't even get get rolling yet how you doing robert i'm okay i'm a little tired the dog kept me up i've got food in my mouth i'm sorry it's not very professional chomping podcast, on down but... chomping it on down what you um eating? i made some veggie chili oh, um nice. so yeah my um I'm just gonna power wash my intestines. Yeah, um, that's gonna be pretty good. Um, but yeah, uh, my dog kept me up all night. Oh, all annoying. Is he is he um, is he doing all right? John's John yeah. doing. Yeah, he's all right. He's still having some stomach issues, but oh, sweet baby, give him some chili. No, nah, I ain't giving him nothing because that's <laughs> that's how he got sick in the first place. <laughs> Giving them all kind of goofy table food. food. Yeah, my no, that messes my dog. I, I can't give my dogs table food. They have like a special diet they need to be on. Yeah, that's what got him is giving him table food. Uh huh. That's how he got like on his deathbed. Oh no, nah, Johnny can never die. It costs like um, tw- let's see, like almost two grand. Jeez. No, like twenty five hundred to keep this dog going. Luckily, oh. we have pet insurance. Yeah, pet insurance. Hell yeah, I would suggest getting pet insurance, my dude. Because okay. um, we had the only thing that sucks about it, to be honest, is it's not like real insurance. It's mm-hmm. not like um, it's not like people insurance to where you're like, oh, it's a like their copays and all that. Uh-huh. But it's not like oh, we'll bill you like the like they reimburse you. It's more like car insurance. Uh huh. We need Medicare. So, we need Medicare for all for dogs. That's what we need. Dogs will get it before people do. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you might be right on that one. Actually, oh, not, not that you bring it up. Like, 
Like I could see like that being like the Democrats uh, compromise before, like, oh, instead of getting Medicare for all. We're like, well, we got Medicare for all for the dogs. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Dogs will get it before we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy week. My dog almost died. He's oh. looking at me now because he wants some food. And just last, <laughs> some people food. Just last week, he was on an airplane looking at the sky, and the world right. was below him. And the next thing you know, he was not doing so good, huh? Oh, that was after though. Oh, no, okay. that's the reverse that. Okay. It. But yeah, um, yeah, he's a good boy. That's that's what all needs to be said. He's down here trying to climb on me right now. It's not happening though. <laughs> um, sucks. It's almost Halloween, and like, there's like nothing Halloweeny to do. Yeah, I know. Like, how are we going to do Halloween when, I mean, there's, there's like the idea. I've talked to some people about doing like a Zoom Halloween party or whatever. And I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sick of Zoom. It's the worst idea you've ever had. It wasn't my idea. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, I, I might like go to it or whatever. I've had some terrible, terrible ideas. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to like. Zoom. I know we're on Zoom right now, but like, this is kind of our passion project, but like. Zoom, any kind of social, that's like the lamest. Ugh. I feel like I'm in a bad, like, I feel like I'm in a commercial. Like, yeah. Like an AT&T commercial or something. Yeah, we should, it should, it should all be on Discord, right? Right. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. Uh, that. People do mess around a lot on Discord, though, don't they? Not really, because it's so, like, it's just like stack. It's the uh-huh. same it's the same code. Like it's the same exact interface as stack. So uh-huh. it's not like it's public. Like you don't have to let everybody, you can let everybody in your discord. Right. Uh-huh. Like, and not like I'm in a star Wars squadrons discord right now, mm-hmm. which is like a couple hundred of us. And we just form into wings and fly. That's um, in for the game. Yeah. For the game. I know that's how a lot of people play games like, uh, among us and stuff like that too. What is that about? Is it just the? Is it just um? Among Us. Is it is it just the thing? In like cute little like pixels or whatever. So Among Us is basically like you know you have these little you know nugget looking guys. Yeah, I've seen the dudes. Uh, and they're all like have like these little tiny tasks they have to do on their spaceship. Um, but you have you know basically the games aren't very long, but essentially you have like eight to 10 or you could have more um you have a lot more even um people that are like the crew of this ship right and Mm -hmm. essentially you could have a couple of them that are designated as as like imposters and their you know job is to like sneak around and murder the other (laughs) the other um the other characters so it's basically like you got to figure out who done it Who's the bad guys? It's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's. It sounds like FTL meets the thing meets uh, Town of Salem. Perhaps. I mean, maybe we should maybe we should have a Discord night. Uh, I might. I might. For GMC. I might rock with that. We should we should yeah. put together a game. You know, we could have a little GMC. Uh, so so we'll do a social thing that you just said was terrible. Basically. I know that's different though. <laughs> Video gaming's different. Yeah. That that's different because I feel like that that's always been in that space. But I'm not uh-huh. gonna like watch The Bachelor with you over. It's just so lame. We did. We watched. Know. We watched WrestleMania over Zoom, which was pretty fun. It was like right at the beginning of of quarantine, like when when you were just like dying for any kind of uh, human interaction. You know what I mean? Like right at the beginning, it was like 
I don't know. That was pretty pretty wild. And and then we've just decided we don't give a damn about any of the uh, quarantine anymore. It just doesn't matter. Right. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, my buddy's barcade, he opened it back up. Um wow. just like limited to the people he knows. Uh-huh. For like when for like Wednesday night dynamite or whatever for AEW. That's in the city? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never been? I never take you to Sea Cave. Uh-uh. I never been there. Uh I probably won't be going for a while just for the purposes of I don't go anywhere right now. Right, I hear you. I hear you. But uh but, yeah. it's good that it's good that, you know, they got places to it's, go. It's um with. it's a vaporwave um themed like arcade uh-huh. with a bar we were thinking about doing some um well maybe we'll do like some like shows or whatever for uh like in the yard we have a projector screen and, and sound and stuff like that so that's cool um that might be something that's on the horizon but anyway um yeah man a lot of politics happening right now speaking of video games um aoc specifically among us aoc said that she wanted to uh, it's funny because I was watching this happen in, in real time uh, on Twitter. Uh, she basically yeah. posted on Twitter that she wanted to do like a get out the vote, um, like stream, like stream among us whilst trying to get people to do get out the vote. Let me find a tweet. Um, it's interesting. But, I thought of her as more of a, a Fall Guys person. <laughs> Fall Guys. <laughs> that game is, you know what? You know what? I bought it and returned it. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like I don't have friends who play it like that. So well, it's like, the, the, so just just fun. as a quick tangent, I'm not gonna say like I, I definitely have, I've not played the game, but uh, I've like watched people on Twitch play it. And one of the wild things about it is that it is a game that is in the style of like one of those TV sh- or like one of those yeah. uh, like Keshi's Castle or whatever. Yeah, like one of those yeah. wacky tacky shows where yep. you know you just got to survive to the end. Uh, which is like, I mean, the the stakes. It, it, the the weird thing to me is that the stakes of the game are the exact same as the show. So like, it in the show, if you like fall, if you like Takeshi's Castle or whatever, yeah. uh, if you lose, you like fall in the water or whatever. And in that game, you if you lose, you fall in the water. And it's a video game, so like there is no stakes to that because you don't get wet or whatever. You don't get like the even slight humiliation that goes with it. You just like. Sure. lose your character you don't like like in video games you're supposed to like die or whatever it's not like really removing you from the eh, situation so it hits like the, a it hits like an uncanny it, valley spot for me but there can only be one winner it's a battle royale so it, it's yeah like, so like they're they gotta like but they gotta make it that's like a design choice because you can't make it so brutal that um oh it's very get, kid. Like, that's my thing with that's my thing with battle royals like that's why i don't play them because it's just so much pressure all the time and then there's that learning curve of like as a 39 year old man, I don't have the learning curve to die, 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 die until uh-huh. I finally have like a good run in the game. Uh-huh. The game, the game I used to play like that as a quote unquote kid, like in my 20s when I was in the Marines a lot. I used to, I used to play SOCOM on PlayStation Two and then PlayStation Three, like the, that's like the Navy SEAL game. And the thing about that game is like. When you die in that game, there's no respawn. So there, like, if you really want to sit down and be serious with it, like, there's gonna be a good like couple weeks, maybe even a month, when you're just like not playing for more than like you'll play for like forty seconds and then get murdered mm-hmm. and then you're out for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So like, it's a, and that's why I'm not into these battle royals now because I just I, I don't have time for that anymore. Right. 
I mean, that's what that's what like that that Fall Guys, and that's what Mario Thirty Five is now, and that's what Tetris Tetris Ninety Nine was, and like that's what every game is turning into. It's just like a uh, uh, survival for supremacy. Here's the tweet from AOC. Anyone want to play Among Us with me on Twitch to get out the vote? I never played, but it looks like a lot of fun. And then I she asked, what, 10 bucks or something? I'll buy it. And then she's like, who would, who would you want to watch in a game together? The, the first tweet got almost 20,000 retweets and about 10,000 replies of people uh, wanting to play the game. <laughs> and, then, okay. and then next very next thing, like an hour later, she posted her Twitch channel, which she now has, which is new, uh, which is pretty fascinating. So good. So she stream all the time, or just do like what Bernie does. This happened like three hours ago. On there. This is like this. Oh wow! As of as of recording, this is uh this happened like three hours ago. She hasn't put up a stream yet. I mean, she just 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 like I guess maybe even on a whim. Maybe she planned this. Maybe this is her comp strategy. I don't know. She planned it. Yeah, it is. Totally is. Did you ever see the clip where she's like she's been on Twitch? Like that's not like her first. Yeah, she was on like um with uh H bomber guy or whatever. Thank you. That's Uh exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. You know, I'm interested in honestly. I'd like to see stream is like her. I want to see her boyfriend stream. He probably already because, has a channel, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be into it. Yeah, because like, I don't know. I don't want to like couple shame anybody or like, I'm not, I'm, I swear to God, I'm not player hating. I swear to you. Uh-huh. I just really like, I watch to um, knock down the house or whatever. Yeah. And like, just a regular just old Irish it. boy. Yeah. And I'm just like, who is this dude? Like, what is this dynamic? Like, I need to know. God bless. I mean, she was just like, a bartender. He's, he's, like, I, I, he, he gives off very, very strong, like, this guy energy. Like, this guy? He's a couch guy. I just want to know about it. Yeah, he, he's like a, he looks like a hot couch guy. Uh, yeah, he's a good-looking fella. I mean, I, get, I didn't mean, like, like good-looking. I mean, like, he looks like a guy who sleeps on your couch. Yeah, exactly. I guess, dude. But anyway. This guy? But I'm just interested in him. I'd like to know about him. What's his deal? What's his story? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I mean, on, maybe. honestly, he was probably just like, I mean, if I had to guess, he was just like dating. Uh, he was just like, oh, I'm dating this bartender. And then the next, oh, wow. you know, now she's next a, day, now she's knows a US, uh, fucking power representative broker in D.C. <laughs> that kind of rules, though. That, world, that's like when, when stuff gets really real too fast, don't you think? I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, wow, this is something serious. Okay. How do I, that, that almost, of, it almost sounds like a sitcom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's almost like, like, a, like, a, like a main character in a sitcom. Yeah, I could see him. Like, seriously, I could see him, like, walking around, like, the halls of, of like, the uh, the Capitol or the house and just being, like, that freeze frame of, like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> um, he reminds me, honestly, and uh, he reminds me of the, um, like, the if you've ever seen that, dumb uh adams family knockoff or the munsters knockoff that hotel transylvania with like adam sandler nope okay so it's like a it's like oh like there's a dracula dad and he's like there's a mummy and it's like a children's movie or whatever it's like an adam sandler's in it he's like the he's like the dracula dad and he's like a it's just like a knockoff like dreamworks type thing uh-huh. you know of like the munsters well anyway like the hot like the like his daughter is like the Dracula daughter. Obviously, she's like, they know who they're making this for. This is for like the scene dads. Oh, God. Because she just looks like a scene girl. Mm-hmm. 
And then like she has like a normal boyfriend. He's just like a guy. He's just like, hey, how's it going? Just a lad. Yeah. He's like, oh, what's going on, Wolfman? <laughs> like in this weird world of like monsters. I, I feel like that's that guy's life now. Yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, get out the vote, did you vote yet? I didn't vote yet. I I saw I that there were some crazy lines like, all I'm not the way around the corner. I'm gonna vote. I'm I'm gonna vote. Uh, I'm gonna do it. it. I'm gonna do it. It matters. No, seriously. Um, the reason why I ask is like, okay, I understand New Orleans. Like we like, it's cool to go vote at like the Smoothie King Center where the Pelicans play basketball and like the WWE wrestlers come. You know, four times a year. Yeah. Like there's so there's like you know two three hour lines like every day of early voting. I'm going to go down there probably, I don't know. I have off Thursday. Um, so I'm, I might go down there Thursday mm-hmm. um, and vote. But um, there's like four, five, six-hour lines in like Jefferson Parish. Yeah. Like what is that about? Like, wow. Like, I mean, what do you think that means? It depends like, on where in a, Jefferson like Parish a, is the question. And then, like, uh, from what I understood, it was in the on the West Bank in Marrero, which is okay. I mean, Marrero is where a lot of more working class, you know, black folks live. Sure. So, I mean, if they're going to make long lines anywhere, that's where they're going to make them. Right. Well, I guess, I, I mean, like, what does a wave election mean for Louisiana? I guess that's what the point I'm getting at. Because obviously, like these are all these are all Democrats. There's right. no Republicans that are waiting to vote. Three hours in line, like no. that. So there's all um, like I don't know. I was talking to Aaron the other day. I was like, there's a chance for like Louisiana politics to get real weird, buddy. Because I feel like a they're lot of already people really can get weird. Through. But I mean, like I feel like a lot of like progressive lefty people can uh-huh. get through. Well, in Jefferson like, Parish, in. I will say, and especially in District One, I mean, there's. Like Steve Scalise is still running for uh, the House. You know, he's the majority yeah. whip. Uh, the person that's running against him, Leanne Dugas, is like, has no pro. I mean, she might be great. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to vote for her or whatever. But like, it's, there's no chance, I don't think, that she's going to win when, you know, he's been <laughs> having such a moral lock on, on this area. And I've never seen a, Lin, a Leanne Dugas sign, if you know what I mean. I mean, uh, I'm not talking about, like, everybody in every, like, race. Like, I don't think Bill Cassidy's gonna get go down, but I mean, like, Louisiana city politics, I, uh, I mean, Louisiana, New Orleans city municipal politics, I don't, I don't, I think, like, the, the, the Democratic network of, like, do-nothing liberals is kind of losing, at least I think, like, they're losing their grip. I think, like, I think people are like have a good chance to sneak in. That would be nice. Like, um, I, I really do feel that. It would be nice so to see. Uh, it would be very interesting from perspective of uh, the Democratic Party was recently like very, you know, I had a very big sort of like shift in the balance of powers to a right. uh, faction that's created by that's basically controlled by Cedric Richmond. Uh, who nobody's basically running against either. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that there might be some changes at the non-national level, with the people that aren't going to be, you know, going to U.S. Congress and to the Senate. Um, but maybe there'll be some some changes at the at the more local level. And if that's the case... Yeah, like our judges. Like, we've yeah. got a bunch of progressive judges running. 
Yeah, especially yeah, like the flip for the bench, stuff like, the flip the bench. Um, yeah, a lot of flip the bench people. We should reach uh, out to somebody from flip the bench. Maybe we can get them to come on. We should. Aaron would be best for that because yeah. she like endorsed a bunch of those people as Optic. Um, mm-hmm. But like, obviously, like Optic wasn't trying to listen to her. No, of course not. Um, but it's just it's it's kind of funny. Like I saw our mayor Latoya Cantrell's. Uh, she's like, oh, this is my ballot. This is who everybody should vote for, and like. You know, half of the, I would say 55% of the people on that list are garbage, like garbage liberals. But I don't, I I guess in in conclusion, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, a wave election and long lines don't, obviously don't bode well for GOP and the Republican Party. But I don't think they bode well for liberals either. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think people are like, are like, I, I think that like, it gives wave elections give a lot of people with uh, like left of center politics a chance to really get in there. Like even Aaron, like one optic, like she won, yeah. she won, she won her race with no, with no campaigning. Yeah. Like just, just off of like DSA people. Yeah. And like people voting for her and like the other people who made it through. She literally like, you know, she did her, like her, her uh, with our local newspapers she like literally yeah. did her, um, you know, I hate Joe Biden. She's <laughs> like, I hate the Democratic Party. Joe Biden's a rapist. And she got enough votes to, to get through. Yeah. Uh, so maybe there is. Maybe there is. I mean, like, uh, I say this very advisedly. And, and, and I think about this kind of quite a bit. <laughs> and I'm glad that we're, we're talking about it in this way. There is a lot. Of, and for good reason, I think. There's a lot of of an aversion um, for like leftists and people in leftist groups like DSA, um, especially in New Orleans. Probably less so in other places, but especially in New Orleans, there's a real hesitancy to get involved directly in electoral politics, especially with directly with campaigns and make endorsements and things like that, um, and focus on things like the mutual aid and focusing on labor, which um, to a certain extent I agree with. However, at the same time, uh, like electoral politics is where the power lives in our society at least that's how it's the most um that's how it's been mostly distributed and everything sort of flows from that right yeah um i I was gonna say i would even to be more concise like if you want to be you're telling me i'm I'm taking too long no i'd be more (laughs) taking too long i just think like to talk to the people who like who listen to us regularly like If you want to be like, right, like look at like revolutionary tankies. Like, if you want to be, if you see yourself as like, you know, I hate electoral politics, blah blah blah. We're gonna kick the rev off. Let's go. Let's go buy a bunch of let's ARs. Like, let's go learn how to shoot. Let's learn. You know, I subscribe to Tactical Girlfriend and Jeff of the Arbo of the Fifth Column and all that. And I'm like, I I love all that. I'm not making fun of any of that. Like, I am one of those people. So if you're one of those people, like I am with you. But Okay, so let's look at some like examples of actual revolutions. Like, okay, so we had like the Vietnamese beat, you know, North Vietnamese beat their puppet government of South Vietnam and the United States back, but they also had like also played the politics game too, yes. like at the same time. It's all things to like all people. Like you have you have to like fire all of your torpedoes off and then hopefully one of them hit. Yeah, that's exactly the point I was going to get to. The uh it's 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 a it's a site in the struggle, right? And even if and I mean, the prospect specifically this time around after Bernie got out, 
uh, and like the idea of like Joe Biden being the the person, um, not very appealing, right? At all. It sucks. Uh, it sucks so bad. And at, at that point, I mean, you, you kind of you don't want to like foreclose on it as a, uh, especially the presidency. Uh, you don't want to like foreclose on it as like a this is, nothing is ever is going to come good is going to come from this. Mm-hmm. However, at the same time, I mean, like you can definitely say nothing good is ever going to come from this this year. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. I mean, I don't know though. I don't because look, like at least from the know, president what, what, a presidential what, level. People, yeah, a presidential level, but to you know. <sighs> To counter that, I always say, like, people much smarter than me have always told me ever since I was, like, zeal the converted, like, young leftist, you know, they always said, you know, change never comes from the, you know, top top. down. Exactly. It comes from the bottom up. And we definitely, if we're going to, if we're talking about the electoral politics game, like, we've got change from the bottom up. Mm -hmm. It's it's creeping up to the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I think, like, when we had... um, Matt Chrisman on and it's just like I think a lot of us are especially like in our age bracket and we see how bad the world is he talked a lot about like death anxiety and how like reactionaries have their own death anxiety Mm -hmm. and we don't want to like the reactionaries like don't they don't want anything to exist after them they want to like salt the earth and then our thing is we want to like I know this is where I'm at like I want to I want to live through history like I I don't want to I don't what did I say? I, Cause I was thinking about a lot of him on it. I said something about like, well, you know, if you're on the Titanic and the Titanic's going down and you know, you're going to die, you're like, well, at least like, you know, there'll be lifeboats and uh, <laughs> there'll be rules and regulations. So this doesn't happen again, but like, we don't want to live to where like the world just ends with a whimper. Right. Like, we want to make sure like we're at, we're, we're at least like the generation that's like tearing it down. So I right. totally get that. But then we have to look at like how far we've come as far as like just in our lifetimes, like, you know, as far as like I cast my vote, my first, you know, um, vote for president was for Al Gore. Right. And like how so, far so, so like sexy. the party has moved left. Yeah. Like, it completely has like, like the stuff that Joe Biden got away with in his heyday, he would never be able to get away with now. You mean never. like he, the uh, he, crime bill, crime bill, uh-huh. bankruptcy bill. He'd be, he'd be skewered alive. Uh-huh. Like he'd be burned at the stake. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like he would, you know what I'm saying? So we have made progress and I'm saying like we should relax, but no, of course we got to like celebrate. We got to celebrate that. We like almost had a socialist, a social Democrat as our president. Yeah. Call him what you And want. like we have moved, like we have moved normal, normie, third way. We are so far away from the damn third way that yeah. we remember as kids. Yeah. That it just, it looks, it looks insane now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which it was, it was insane at the time, but now we look back on it and be like, that was crazy. Like endless war. That was crazy. Like bad environmental policies. That was crazy. Like incarceration of like well, black and brown people with unfair drug, like drug laws. That's crazy. We're not doing that. Anymore. To push back against that just a little bit though. Um, and it, you know what? There might not have been the pushback for this in the nineties. However, I mean, just in that last debate last week with Kamala Harris, uh, she basically said, oh, actually, fracking is still good. We still want to do fracking, you know, on the on the environmental policy uh, point as well. 
Um, so, I mean, like, th- there is a difference in orientation where they're not, like, actively going towards creating more of the bad policies, the Democrats at yeah. least. Uh, yeah. They're more along the lines of, well, we're not going to do bad stuff, but we'll also not do any good stuff. We're not going to do anything, you know, and that's the big problem with, the, like, the, the Democrats right now. They're just I hear so, what you're so saying, absolutely 100%. impotent, at I least at the top levels. You. My thing is that it, it, my thing is this: it's going to take like, okay, here should be our project as as leftists or progressives or whatever you want to call yourself, tankies, leftists, progressive commies. Here's our project: if you're going to be involved in electoral politics, which you should be involved in it, unless At you're actively level. preparing, unless you're actively preparing for the revolution or, and you don't want your or, like or your face on, you know, your face and name out there. Or if you're doing labor organizing or something. Yeah, like that. labor organization. Mm-hmm. We might have to. Just keep the course of what we're doing. Like, keep putting pressure. Like, if Joe Biden wins the presidency, we put pressure on him, blah, blah, blah. Um, but keep on keeping on. And just, it might take these people just dying. Like, it might just take Joe Biden dying. It might take um, Nancy Pelosi just dying and just aging out. Now, what we have to prevent is, though, we have to prevent, like, the neoliberal neoliberalism is already trying to reload. Yeah, like they're already grooming Pete Buttigieg's, right? Pete and Buttigieg Kamal Harris. And Kamal, Those yeah. are the people we have to go after. We have to make sure that they never get a place at the table, right? In our lifetime. Well, right now, and and again, the that's that's another part of this. Um, I mean, that's part of why that that I think that the uh, the Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris as the running mate because. I mean, the way that you sort of look at it is that Kamala Harris is going to be probably running eh. in 2024 or 2028. Uh, uh, I'm of the school of like a pre- like the president doesn't write policy and like the president. No, 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 no. But it really doesn't affect. No, but the, whoever controls the Biden campaign sort of like made the decisions like, hey, let's put the next generation there, which is kind of always yeah, yeah, part yeah, of the absolutely. calculus. I see what you're saying. Um, which is always part of the calculus. Um, but. And, and it doesn't always go through, by the way. I mean, Sarah Palin didn't win. You know, um, Biden is the first vice president in a long time to actually win since probably George H.W. Bush. Um, or, I'm sorry, to become the nominee even, right? Nominee. Uh-huh. Except for Al, oh, Al Gore. But Al Gore lost. He So if Biden wins, he'll be the first vice president the president transition to win since then. What a nerd I am. Jeez. Give me a wedgie. You are listening um, to Good Morning. About... Uh, oh, uh, you are listening to Good Morning, Comrade WHIVLP New Orleans one hundred two point three. What's up, Robert? Wasn't Bush Senior Vice President? No, that's what I said. George H W Bush. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. Yeah, um, but you mentioned the third way a minute ago, and you said how we're breaking away from the third way. You know who else is breaking away from the third way? Bolivia. <laughs> oh yeah. Bolivia. Uh huh. Tell us all about Bolivia, because honestly, I'm a bad leftist and don't know much. So about a year ago, there was a sort of a a, the the CIA did a coup. C word. The CIA did a coup. It happened. It happens a lot. You know how these things go. And the president, uh, Evo Morales, was essentially ousted. Um, Actually, I can... um, sort of 
this is our uh, headline from this morning. Bolivia election, Evo Morales' left-wing party celebrates a stunning comeback. So essentially, uh, the way that the... And I'm going to get some of these facts wrong. The way that the... Um, like OAS, which is a group of uh, American states, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, with the, the, it's essentially an election um, authority. Claim that the way that the the um, Bolivian election went, that Evo Morales had just won, uh, was like illegitimate and all these other things. Where, which is so so funny. I love it when. Like these U.S. sort of controlled, at least nominally, or U.S.-influenced institutions complain about elections not being legitimate um, in in uh, Latin American countries specifically. Um, but then when it comes to the U.S., uh, everything is about, well, we have to make sure that we don't have Russian interference and we have to make sure that we have... Uh, you know, voter ID and all these other crazy things uh, to uh, prevent people from voting, right? Uh, anyway, right. Um, so anyway, um, so the official results of Mon- Sunday's twice postponed election. That's right. They they were going to have the election and they had to push it back a couple times. Uh, the official results of Sunday's twice postponed election had yet to be announced on on Monday afternoon, but exit polls projected that Luis Acker. Uh, the candidate for Morales' Movimiento al Socialismo, uh, MAS, uh, had secured more than 50% of the vote, while his closest rival, the centrist former president, Carlos Meza, received about 30%. Meza conceded defeat on, sun- on Monday lunchtime, telling supporters that a quick count showed a very convincing and very clear result. So essentially, uh, socialism wins in Bolivia after the, U- the-, the U.S. leans heavy uh, on an opposition to displace the legitimately elected government, um, and on, on claims of essentially saying that the people of Bolivia didn't support uh, Mas and Morales, and I mean this is a this is a huge repudiation. Um, the fact that in the in the first round of voting there was about four or five people. Uh, that ran in this election, and uh, and the MAS candidate uh, was able to get more than 50% of the vote. So ha- hats off to uh, Bolivia. The, uh, Ma- I know uh, you gotta Space, live, Karen, you gotta live Space Karen is in a... Uh, Space Karen is big mad, big sad right now. Space Karen? He, yeah, Elon Musk. Cause oh, his, yeah, yeah. His stock like, tanked out. It, it went down like 2%. It lost like 9 points. Oh, you hate to see it. He, he doesn't get to pilfer because the market, the, yeah, Wall Street's now thinking he's not going to be able to pilfer uh, Bolivia for lithium. Sad, sad day. Big mad, big oh, sad. Wah, 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 wah. Who's uh-huh. big loser? Elon Musk. Flush toilet sound. Oh man, he was like, "This is gonna be like South Africa all over again." Great. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he really does. Like, he is such a piece of trash. Like, he is the awful, worst. Uh, so anyway, uh, socialism is on the ro- socialism can win on the ballot, and it can win in Bolivia. So, hell yeah, you gotta love it. <sighs> yeah, that's great, man. I'm glad. And hopefully, Brazil will get its. We get its act together. Yeah, they have an election next year, I think. Yeah, tomorrow makes four. Next year makes four. I don't know. If, I'd have to look. Uh, but good lord, they that. Mm, 
I, I can't imagine. I, I wonder. So, like, I, 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 you do sort of like think because of like the history of like the men, like the U.S. essentially hegemony in the uh, you know Central and South America, um, and with the pink tide governments that came up with you know Chavez and and all that other stuff from you know the nineties. Um, is this sort of like a second pink tide wave coming through? And is that going to sort of shatter that influence that the U.S. has in those states? Well, let me ask you a dumb question. Uh-huh. Um, do you think it's because why not just get the, the, the you know, uh, economic hitman in that country and get the IMF uh-huh. to destroy them from the inside? Uh, or like, why not just do another coup? So like, is I mean, it harder to do coups now? Uh, well, after, a, 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 I mean, it would be. They can definitely lean on economics to turn that public opinion, like they have tried to do in um, Bolivia. I mean, sorry, in Venezuela as well. And what it, what Venezuela ended up doing is striving to become independent, uh, which is a, a sticky wicket from the perspective of like if you're going to become independent, you become also isolated. Um, but now if you think about it, if we have more of these states, more of these, um, uh, sort of like nominally socialist states, uh, or explicitly socialist states, excuse me, uh, the more that they exist, the more that they can exist as a network with which they can operate with one another. So if you think about, you know, Cuba, Bolivia, Venezuela, they could work potentially together to, to, to give me a place to live when, <laughs> when they come for me, yeah. right, right, so exactly. Together for that, and, and 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 as that power builds, it's a lot more difficult to isolate these these particular states. But um, you know, it it, it really is uh, a difficult thing. And and Bra- Brazil flipping on that is was is absolutely brutal. You know, God, dude. I mean, I mean, just fl- from flipping like to a like a straight up like, uh, Go ahead, what. I was going to say, just from like a selfish thing, like I've always wanted to go to Brazil. And I know Brazil was not perfect before. Um, Bolsonaro, I know it wasn't great, but mm-hmm. like I always wanted to go to Brazil. Um, but I mean, goddamn, not now. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so that's that's the that's basically the, you know, very outside, you know, we'd have to get somebody who would be better suited to talk about the details. Right. of this uh to get further into it um but i think we got through that without too egregiously butchering the broad strokes of the situation so that's good news yeah just evo good yeah uh, the lady fash lady in charge bad yeah and, uh, and dark she's like what like just think of like the, the dark queen from battletoads oh man yeah the dark bad queen bad evo morales is battletoad I don't know if he's Zitrash or Pimple, but they just yeah. like he just kicked her and like formed that you know that anvil from the foot and just booted her across the stage. Yeah, so, and she's flying good. down. All right, so here's a weird thing that so uh, something let let's talk about Jeffrey Tubin. Do you know who Jeffrey Tubin is? I know he's like a, a neoliberal dork. Who's on NPR? Like the one time where I'm like, I'm wait. He's like every time my phone is trying to connect to my car's Bluetooth, and I'm like waiting for it in pain. And the only station I have like programmed is NPR, and then I'll be like him on NPR, like arguing with 
Anna Kasparian or something. Or I think of him, you know, honestly, him and David Brooks are the same person to me. <laughs> like, they're indecisive. They're, they're, they're just like, am I right? He's like a neoliberal. That's a real question. Yeah, he's, right? he's like a lawyer type. Like, he likes yeah. to talk about, uh, uh, he worked for the, actually, the Department of Justice during the uh, right. Alaron Contra affair, too, which is kind of hilarious. Oh, wow. I didn't um, know that. Um, anyway. I probably am just thinking of David Brooks, but still. <laughs> regardless he's like yeah. he, he's one of these sort of like interchangeable suits um anyway he got in trouble uh i don't know if you heard about this uh he is suspended from the new yorker uh for having what was described uh and it was a, it was a vice headline uh by having a zoomed dick incident <laughs> Oh, did you? So w- what incident? Like, I assumed his dick was out. Um, Can we say that on the radio? Um, Should I have to do I have to mute us? Oh, we're on the radio. Yeah, I would. <laughs> All right, I'll have to go back and mute, mute us. But but anyway, uh, I did cuss a little bit too. Um, I'll but, have to uh, go back. Yeah, I assume he had a Zoom call and his his uh, male member was out. So <laughs> that was the original headline. The headline has since been updated. <laughs> The headline now reads, New Yorker suspended Jeffrey Tubin for masturbating on Zoom call. <laughs> he was jerking it? He was jerking it on a Zoom oh, call. <laughs> oh, on a Zoom the call. The call was an Zoom. election simulation. Election? Oh, yeah. Feature, like, what it, was he jerking it to? He was jerking it to like 538 or whatever. Dude, he really likes elections. Man, the call was an election like, simulation featuring New Yorker All-Stars. Tubin apologized for the quote embarrassingly stupid mistake. <laughs> he probably this will probably happen for real. So he probably had the whatever election thing simulation he's supposed to be running. And then he had alt tab the Pornhub. I can't this guy's not such a nerd and a wonk that he was that he was you, off to, you don't say that to, with full confidence. Electoral college, dude. You're not saying that with full confidence, are you? I am, dude. It's just oh, come on now. Sitting there jerking off to him and John to, King to, probably just like love this shit. They just like love it to swing states. Oh, he was swinging it all right, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd be on Pornhub, puts in swinger, and he's like, What is this? What I was looking for, Texas, <laughs> it'd be a shade of purple, <laughs> Ohio. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for what the Cuyahoga County um, poll results were not like a group of people having sex who are in a loving marital relationship. Yeah. That's not what I was looking for at all. Talk, you know, I was talking talk, to Aaron talk, about talk this. About, talk about poll results, huh? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good one, dude. <laughs> you know why? Um, he didn't jerk off like he like. Did he? How did it go down? Did he like uh, let catch me, himself? Let me uh, this is very like Howard Stern territory now, man. I feel yeah. like. This is hot. I feel like this is hot for radio. Well, we can we can definitely clip it off at the end. Uh, we All can right, clip it off and, and I feel play like on. we can't even be talking about this. The New York is like spe- how. So how did he get found out? Like he was like he didn't like finish, did he? Like what? The New Yorker suspended reporter Jeffrey Tubin for masturbating on a Zoom call chat That's between so members awesome. of the New Yorker and WNYC Radio last week. Tubin said he did not realize his video was on. <laughs> yes. I've made an embarrassingly stupid mistake believing I was off camera. I apologize to my wife, my friend, my wife. Is WNYC, uh, is that is that NPR? I want to say that's it. NPR. See. I apologize. Yes. I apologize to my wife, my family, friends, and co-workers. Oh, so Tubin awesome, said. 
my wife, I'm sorry I masturbated on a Zoom call for work. <laughs> I mean, Terry Gross has got kind of a, like a soothing, also almost ASMR type voice. I believed I was not visible. Jeremy. I believed I was not visible on Zoom. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. Yeah. <laughs> You know, let me let me say I thought it was like he was trying to holler at somebody or something. But still, um that's a little different because I was gonna say now that you said it, that's I mean it's not that different. I was gonna say, look, he's too old for that. And I don't mean too old for <laughs> too sex. Old he's for too that? old. Yeah, he's too old to be okay, he's too old to be like had like not knowing his webcams on, like yeah, that's like, a, that's like the biggest like, boomer move. That's almost of all like time. that's such yeah. a boomer move. <laughs> I wonder if he's like a, I wonder if he's like a like an exhibitionist. He's like, oh, I'm gonna have like a a risky jerk off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he's like, this is the uh, this is the Corona equivalent of like doing it in a bathroom, like do like having sex with somebody like in yeah. public. Uh, Two people who were on the call told Vice separately that the call was an election simulation featuring many of the New Yorker's biggest stars. Jane Mayer, who was one of the big reporters that on uh, uh, on Me Too, by the way, uh, her and Ronan Farrow. Um, Jane Mayer was playing establishment Republicans. Evan Osnos was Joe Biden. Jelani Cobb was establishment Democrats. Masha Gessen played Donald Trump. Andrew Morantz was oh the far God. right. Sue Halperin was left-wing Democrats. Dexter Filkins was the military. And Jeffrey Tubin was playing the courts. <laughs> so these people were on video, too? Yeah, these are all the people that were on the call. Oh, I'm going to have to Google them. I'm so interested. Like, are any of them hot? Because, like, maybe he was, like, that was directed at somebody. I don't know. Again, you're just too old for this one. Man. You're too old. <laughs> you're doing this. Like, I got over trying to, like, cyber sex people when I was, like, 16, man. Like. That's just not a good look. Like trying to, you know, I don't know, trying to get girls to show you their boobs on cam or something. Both both people who spoke on the condition of anonymity in order to speak freely, they were they're scared of Jeffrey Tubin, aren't they? Uh, both people who spoke on the condition of anonymity in order to speak freely noted that it was unclear how much each person saw, but both said they saw Tubin jerking off. The yes, t- it t- says jerking off. Yes, the two yes. sources described the juncture in the election simulations That's when there was a strategy so session, bad, and the Democrats and Republicans went into their respective breakout rooms for about ten minutes. At this point, they said it seemed like Tubin was on a second video call. The sources said that when the groups returned them uh, returned from their breakout rooms, Tubin lowered the camera. The people on the call said they could see Tubin touching his penis. <gasps> Tubin then left the call. Moments later, he called back in, seemingly unaware of what his colleagues had been able to see, and the simulation continued. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they they really were like getting through it. They were still struggling through this election simulation while all this crazy shit's happening with Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> Maybe and I, I say I'm just really perplexed. Maybe like his age has to do with why he even thought this was okay because uh-huh. i don't know this seems like it's it's happened like in my world anyway to where like i play video games or whatnot this happens to streamers like all the time what they jerk it on stream yes what yeah this happens all the time man and he's only like, 60 i could see it happening once but once you're like oh man that guy 
that guy's why he got caught whacking it on stream. Maybe I should he get, <laughs> maybe I should uh, chill and like you know not do something like that if my camera's even potentially on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like what what are you doing? Like some people are afraid to be seen like eating on camera. You know, yeah. like some people don't want to be on camera at all. This dude's just like tearing it up. <laughs> Man. Tubin's Conde Nast email has been disabled and he has not tweeted since October 13th. He did, however, appear on CNN with the network's chief legal analyst on Saturday. Uh, he is the chief legal analyst on CNN. Oh, God. <laughs> He's not going to be that for long. Jeff Tubin has asked for some time off while he deals with a personal issue, which we have personal granted. Personal issue? <laughs> like how to use a computer? <laughs> Like he's gonna be like, oh, I'm going to sex counseling or some garbage. Like, no, you just need to, you need like your grandson to show you how to use a computer. That's what you need. You need a, know, you maybe, need a, maybe a just class don't. at the community center. I don't know. Like, and, and I mean, like I'm not like here to like sex shame anybody ever. Like jerk it, whatever. But like, I don't am. do it on a Zoom call. Don't do it. Like, I don't know, man. Too old for that, man. The new what age is appropriate where you could be jerking on a Zoom call? Like sixteen. Okay. Well, then. Okay, that's not work or whatever. I don't know. A work it's, like it's jerking on a work much. Zoom call f- seems pretty weird. Okay, I'll give you an example. So, um, unless you're a sex what, worker, you probably shouldn't be jerking on a Zoom call. What What came to my mind was back in like the early 2000s. Like, if you ever listen to that radio show, that morning show that gets syndicated, The Breakfast Club or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With Charlemagne the God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a um. So the rival New York radio station. Their DJ was like Mr. C, and uh, he got he got caught um, he got caught uh, by the police. Picked him up for trying to like picking up like trying to have sex with like a trans prostitute in his car. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean by like too old. Uh, Charlemagne, one probably one of the greatest things he ever said. And I'm not like a big Charlemagne the God fan. He's mm-hmm. he's kind of annoying, right? But he calls he said, himself the God. Yeah. He said, look, he said, look, man, we're going to dog this guy all day. All day we're going to like, we're going in on him. But he's like, I want to be very sure. Like, I want to be very clear before we get into him is that however you move, it's however you move. That's not the issue. (laughs) The issue is not what what he was doing and who he was doing it with. The issue is you're too old to be getting topped off in cars, period. What are you doing? Stop it. It's like you need to either like take people back to your place or get a hotel. It's like you're a DJ cross town. I know you make some kind of, some kind of money. What do you do? You're too old for this. So like don't be thinking you're going to like sneaky jerk off in a computer and don't know what's. <laughs> I remember one time, man, let me tell you the true story, bro. I remember one time and, you know, I'm, I'm my parents have all kind of embarrassing stories about me i know 100 percent. but one time my mom was who like, doesn't everybody's got everybody's yeah, parents exactly. got that's like what parents do parents so like i feel hoard. like i'm kind of getting it back yeah my, my mom was like one time she was like oh my computer's slow and i'm like oh well let me take a look at it the porno that was just <laughs> i said oh my god son <laughs> well you know i'm just like you almost want to be like, let me show you how to like, if you're going to be here, let me show you how to like clean your cash. Let me show you about like antivirus. Delete your history, man. Stop. Yeah. So I'm just like, you two, you, you can't be out here 
risky clicking, which dingling out, you too and not you too old. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean by you too old. Uh-huh. You're too old to be out here. It's like, it's like if you were, I don't know, if you if you were driving and you didn't, and you're too old to drive. No, that's a bad analogy. You're too young to drive. Actually, you're too young because you don't have enough information. Mm-hmm. You think you can just like go down one ways and stuff. You can't have, you can't even have your webcam on, son, and do something like that. I don't even care if you're in a Zoom call or not. Just don't, just don't do it. Just it, he, yeah, and you know what? He was on a laptop because people these days they don't want to buy desktops for whatever reason. Everybody swears to God they need a laptop. I have both. Yeah, you should have both. But everybody swears to God they don't. I don't want a desktop. I don't want a desktop. So this is what happened, son. He has he had his webcam in his thing, and on it, and he forgets that it's in there, and he forgets that it's on. Instead of back in the good old days, you just got your webcam. You know, your webcam is a physical thing. It's not like built into the damn monitor screen. Right. You can turn it away or you can unplug it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what he did. <clears throat> Stupid. He needs to go. He needs to be sentenced by by judge to a local community center where there's plenty of people who will show him how to properly use a computer. Yeah. So this won't happen. Again. How, how how to jerk off uh, on a Zoom call oh, and not get caught? Uh, no, first of all, just no, just don't do it. Right, exactly. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I don't even take those kind of chances. I, I mics are unplugged, no cameras. Because like, yeah, that happened to me. Like, not that, but like, I was on a I was on a a, a Discord call playing video games, and I think like uh, something. The board, my soundboard started wigging out or whatever, for whatever reason, and it was echoing real bad. And so I was like freaking out because everybody's like, oh my God, what is that? So I'm ripping cables out of my computer. I'm unplugging mics. And you can still hear it because the echo is already started. Right. So that wouldn't even shut it off. So if I was up there doing something, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'll wait till the next, you know, game starts. I'm going to alt tab and look at some. Pornhub or whatever, yeah. man. Be, too many variables. The, the, you know, the oh, let me tell you, the many things that can go wrong are too high. Let me tell you what the Zoomer, um, <laughs> the Zoomer slash millennial equivalent of this is. We got our own problems. Let me tell you, it's the damn cell phones. Let me tell you what y'all doing. Nice has happened to me and my wife, both of us simultaneously. So uh, this happened to us. So what you do is you think you're gonna be slick and you're gonna you're gonna look at the porno on your um. You're going to look at the porno on your phone, right? But you're using, you're lazy and you're using Google or whatnot and you're not using DuckDuckGo. Plus, <laughs> after you're done, wait, hold on. After you're done, you're not deleting, you're not torching the the, the history like on DuckDuckGo has the one button where you hit the fire, the little flame, and it, and it clears the cache and it torches your search your history, right? You're not doing that. So what's happening is your dumbass is going into the car and your phone already connects to Bluetooth. You got your Bluetooth on and then your Bluetooth Boom. just wants to autoplay the last thing that was playing. Boom. And it's a flick. It's it's Pino. That's happened to her and me. Damn. And she's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, nothing. This must have been a, the Russians attacked my phone. That's why it's so hot because it's a cyber attack. You got hacked. And then I have, you got hacked. I got, I got hacked. I got hacked. I got hacked, son. And then that happened to her. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, you must have been on my phone. 
I'm like, mm, nope. Mm-hmm. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> yeah, that's the millennial equivalent. Of, uh, or you're out there doing your dirty, dirty. The joke, the joke is ha ha ha. And then you, when you go over that person's house, you've been doing the dirty, dirty with, and your significant other needs, you know, like, why is your Wi-Fi connected so quick? Why, why don't you need the Wi-Fi password? Mm-hmm. It just connects. Okay, that's a thing that happens. These things happen. Apparently these things you gotta happen. be careful with this tech, man. That's how they get you. As my as my grandma would say, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Huh. That's how they get you. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade, goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh Jeff and Robert on the show. Uh, what else is going on, man? I figured what else were we talking about? Huh? We covered um, the big tubing. On the other unheard part, because we can't play that on the radio. Yeah. Um, we covered. The Man, well, hold on. Era. We got some sound. We got some some static on your end. Oh, is it bad? Yeah, it was, it's all bouncy. Is it still bad? It, it sounded like it was handling noise. Oh, it was. Okay. <laughs> you, um, you chilled out. Yeah. Uh, we talked about uh, Bolivia. Uh huh. Um, what else was there? I feel like I'm missing something. Should have wrote this down. Like a real podcaster. Yeah, come on now. We ain't that. We ain't like that. We should maybe we could do like a rundown <laughs> going forward. Get our shit know, together. Right? Damn. I remember like when we first started doing this show, it was so prepared. Like yeah, we we just it totally know. fell apart. What happened to us? It's terrible life. Yeah, yeah. We we're got- not pod fading. We're like, yeah. At least we're not pod fading. Mm-hmm. That's all I could say. Um, pod fading. What is that? That's like a thing. That's like a podcasting where people do like the normal pod. Like I read some kind of stat about it to where like the average podcast only lasts like eight episodes or something stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People just give up on it. Um, I've had a podcast yeah. that has been born and has died on like in the time that we've had this podcast on. Damn. <laughs> R.I.P. to Union Thoughts. Union thoughts. Oh man. Um. I don't know. Give me some. New Orleans still sucks. There's just more and more tourists by the day. Oh, you're, you're here clip. doing God knows. I don't know what they're doing. Tourists. Like nothing's open. Yeah. Wait. People are coming to New Orleans. Oh my God, dude! You know I work downtown. Yeah. There's, what? There's, why? Why are you coming here? I cross Bourbon. Like it's like packed. Uh huh. Why are people packed. coming here? Like seriously, stay away. Just losers, man. Something about like it shows you how bad the rest of America is when like an open all it takes is an open container law to uh-huh. make people come down here. Oh, yeah, we're so cool and edgy. Yeah. Well, you can drink a beer outside. You can drink a beer anywhere in the United States if you want. Especially the white people I see down here crowding these bars. All you gotta do is just put it, just do whatever else has been doing forever. <coughs> just put it in a bag. Yeah, paper bag. Oh my God. Yeah, I guess we could do a little COVID update. How is uh, the COVID situation by you? I mean, like, we've just, this is one of the really interesting things. Uh, and by interesting, I mean terrifying. Uh, essentially, most of America, and it's not just America, it's like other parts of the world too. I've just decided that, like, yeah, there's still COVID, whatever, um, but we're just gonna we're just gonna stop caring about it, and we're just gonna decide to go back into the world, and have everything try to go back to normal the way that it was before we all like 
shut ourselves up. Like we suddenly became, I guess, maybe not afraid of death anymore. We just decided that like no, it's, it's much- supposed. Uh-huh. It's not that. It's a. It's like. I mean, I feel a little of the, a little of this too. Like if if nobody you know has COVID and nobody's been like nobody has been ventilated or had to get a double lung transplant. Like uh-huh. I saw the other day with some woman had to get a double lung transplant because COVID messed her up so bad. Uh-huh. Um, then it's just not real. Like we live in a post-truth world where like nothing's real. Right. Um, so that, I, I mean, I feel that, like I feel that tug of just like, Oh, come on, man. Just open this stuff up. Yeah. You know, but obviously that's, stupid that's that's dumbness talking well and, and, I, mean, I don't know if it's dumbness more i mean i guess it is but like more or less than it is like people do want things to be the way that they were and i understand that or at least they want it to be less terrible than it is now and like mm-hmm. being locked up in your house and like not being able to like man i give you a perfect example i mean there's a reason that I feel this tug. I haven't acted on it, but like I want to go hang out at a bar, drink some beers, and watch some sports on the TV. You know what I mean? And I, right. you know, uh, that's just like a normal thing. Like the Saints games, and I know like you're not a huge Saints fan, obviously, um, but like that's like sixty thousand people or whatever who are just like, well, you know, this is the thing that I enjoy doing nine weeks a year, eight weeks a year. You know, I spend I, I spend X amount of money to do it, and this is ruining. You know, this 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 COVID is ruining it. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess um, maybe that's got something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I definitely want. Like I always think. Like yeah, I want to travel. Like it's travel that's killing me. Yeah. But then I have to remember, even if I could travel, like what would I do? Like everything is closed and screwed up. Um, Depends on where you go, man. I mean, like COVID is like the perfect American, like pandemic. It's the yeah. perfect American illness because it's American it's fox a, die. Yes, it's real. But I've said this before, and I don't mean this in like, oh, more people should die, obviously. But I mean, it's 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 a hundred percent real, and a hundred percent will kill you and maim you for life. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't kill people fast enough. Yeah, or like if it was like a bubonic plague or something like that, like. And not kill, or even like Ebola, which like Ebola is much less, uh, like it, uh, I don't want to say not less, less contagious isn't the word. It's easier to contain because it's so aggressive that it burns itself out. Well, and, and not only that, like it's so horrific, like it's yeah. so like visually horrific Ob- Ebola that you want to be as far away from it as possible and you want to do everything that you can so that you don't get that. Right. And and COVID, does, especially the way that our society runs in, in the U.S., you know, people go into a hospital uh, and you don't really see them struggling like they would, you know, in, 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 in somewhere that's uh, got, you know, potentially 10 hospitals or smaller scale hospitals in the same way. Uh, it's less visible, I suppose. Well, I, and, I, and it's I guess so what I'm getting contagious. at, if you've ever played that, um, what's that... Uh, What's that video game that like it's not called Pandemic or whatever? It's the like create a virus video game or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it's called Pandemic. Like this is like the perfect one mm-hmm. because this is like the 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 top S tier one you want to create mm-hmm. because it's it's just dangerous enough that like it'll hurt you real bad and kill you, mm-hmm. but it's just 
it it doesn't kill its host quick enough to like burn itself out. It it it, it stays it around lingers. enough to like to like let let itself like reproduce and spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, why it's like the perfect it's like the perfect plague for like post truth. Like, yeah. like if we lived in like when I, I use the word plague, like if we lived again, let's say it was like the Bible is real and we lived in biblical times, and Moses was like, oh, like everybody's gonna get like boils and there's gonna be frogs and rivers of blood. The thing that I used to always mess me up as a little kid is just like even if you're Egyptian, like let's say if those stories are real, and even if I'm Egyptian, I believe like the Pharaoh's a living god. Mm-hmm. And like he's magic and can do magic and whatnot. But then this like Jewish guy shows up and is like, yeah, I'm going to make the Nile turn red. And then the next thing you know, like the Nile is red. I'd be like, well, obviously this guy's like magic is, is better than the yeah. magic I believe in. Like, how did anybody just go like, well, oh, well, that was a thing that happened. I guess we'll just keep living like we were. Well, yeah, it's extremely concrete, isn't it? And it's very visible and it's very like yeah. you can point to it and say, uh, you don't need you don't need somebody you don't need Anthony Fauci to write a study that says uh, that the Nile turned red one day and that there's boils on the fucking pharaoh right, or whatever right. you, you know like it's all there right there for any single person that can see it and and for um, like for COVID here um, number one we like the 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 like number one general strategy of like our ruling class, the prevailing ideology of neoliberalism, I guess you could call it, uh, is to sort of like make, put things into terms that are so confusing and specialized and annoying that like, like by virtue of that very fact, uh, you almost need to be an expert to appreciate what exactly is going on. Uh, or you need to trust an expert, right? And if you don't trust an expert, which, not everybody does and not everybody should even i mean like there's plenty of history of the experts leading people down like uh i'm i'm thinking about um i'm thinking about the book that um that uh the people know that just came out uh tom frank just wrote it about the US populist movement and like it was one of the things about that was like all the experts were saying that you can't get off the gold standard you can't get off the gold standard it would be the ruination of the United States you know currency system or whatever uh and you know when in, essentially they use that as a reason to sort of like villainize you know popular movements or whatever um and then you know a couple generations later we're off we're not even on the gold standard we're not on the silver standard we have currency that's basically just fiat currency which is uh uh working just fine isn't it um mm-hmm. in terms of like maintaining the flow of um the flow of exchange of change of goods rather um i mean just i say just fine uh somewhat flippantly um but anyway the 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 point of that is that there is there are things that people can sort of like understand on a very broad level that isn't written in very specialized academic style language and <coughs> covid because of one the way that it acts and behaves which is you know like very similar to the flu uh much more contagious and much more lethal obviously um but it's familiar in a very real sense 
and the way that that our society sort of communicates why it's bad is very kind of convoluted. And, you know, there are people that are, like we've had Mark Allendary who explains this in very, I think, fairly clear terms. Um, but, I mean, like you can turn those people off even. Um, so that that level of communication becomes extremely politicized. And, and I'm just sort of like, that is, it is almost like the perfect storm. And then to add on to that, the sort of, I mean, abject denial of the existence of it, if not in name, absolutely in form, from the president of the United States flowing all the way down to um, state and local governments. I mean, <laughs> it really is something that, that just hit all of us at once. And I'm just sort of like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just sort of like rambling here, but it just it it seems like it was like a very perfect storm. Yeah, it's just a perfect. Can't say it enough. It's the it's the smartest, it's the smartest pandemic for the dumb society. <laughs> Is it the great filter? <laughs> no, but it's not. It doesn't even. Yeah, it, it's, it's just calling the, the herd. It's, call- it's just it's just it's America. It's slow moving. It's it's boring. It's easy. Yeah, it it, it it's disappointing it's invisible it's just every everything everything you know everything you love about america mm-hmm. wrapped up in the corona i just yeah i'm so i mean yeah i am tired of it like mm-hmm. i am ready for it to be donezo but mm-hmm. whatever that even means you know and it just i just don't see it being donezo anytime soon no i mean it's not i mean the only so the only way that it can possibly so as of right now all of the incentive structures that exist within our society are not to mitigate the disease uh so much any well the only okay let me rephrase the only incentive there is to mitigate the disease is um how can businesses cash in on those mitigation processes so like zoom or whatever um and then you know mask manufacturers and then also um treatment and um treatment and um vaccination company i mean they're they're spending so much money on research and development for a vaccine right now because whoever gets the vaccine that the government embraces the most that becomes the that becomes the vaccine is going to make so much money, mm. you know? And, and in the meantime, uh, every single person has to go to work because, uh, we, we ain't got no, we got what? $1,200. If you, <laughs> um, like every American got like $1,200 one time. And then there was an extension of $600 on, on unemployment for if you lost your job, which was a lot of people. And that was a lot of very necessarily money, which expired. So essentially, we're just screwed down the line. Every force in society is just basically like, well, we better get back to normal. And we're going to make up whatever justification we can to do it. And we're going to lie to ourselves and to you the person that's going to be sent to the slaughter. We're talking about workers. We're talking about children going to school. We're talking about all of it, right? Yep. 
and and it, uh, it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. It's like a royal flush <laughs> of of a, of a disease. I I I just wanna I just wanna go travel, man. I just wanna I, I just really miss I really miss going to the beach. I miss going to theme parks, riding roller coasters. But because we're we screwed this up so bad, that's not gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah, and and, and like places like Japan are having wrestling shows right now. You mm-hmm. know, they're have they just had the G one just finish up. You know, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, they have very strict rules on. I mean, first off, they have much lower levels of COVID than they have here. Um, I have to look at the numbers and compare them side by side, but it's significantly lower. Uh, and they're doing, from what I understand, the social distancing in the arena very strictly, like to the point where at New Japan Wrestling Shows, which is a co- company and a wrestling company in Japan, uh, you can't even cheer. You have to like bang on your you know, clap your hands or stomp your feet or like bang on your on your on your seats or whatever, um, which I mean, it's weird, especially for something like wrestling, uh, which is a very interactive sport. Like there's a lot of crowd, crowd participation with that. Uh-huh. But I mean, like that it actually worked. It actually worked uh, in a really interesting sense. It made it feel different than any other show that I'd ever seen. I don't know. Yeah. I'm definitely on doing? some stuff right now. Like I just, I, I, I can't stop thinking about the way that this has been handled and what's been going on with this, so with this bad. disease. Yeah, what's uh, what's going on with school? You're the one that's got like school to deal with it. Uh, my my workplace is like today, like nobody showed up, so I was literally in there by myself. That sounds great. I could have went to sleep all day at work if I wanted, and I didn't. I'm, I'm still myself. I'm still on leave. I'm on leave for the semester, so um, three hour lunch. Kimberly is on. She's got accommodations, which is great. Um, they wouldn't extend those accommodations to me because I don't have asthma and I don't have low vitamin D and I don't have a compromised immune system. So, um, I I don't qualify for accommodations, even though the person I live with. Uh, does uh, qualify for those accommodations? It's sort of that, and and that's something that's really interesting too, because that flies directly in the face of how communicable diseases work, right? If I get it, then the person that also I live with is going to get it as well. And if they're if I'm necessary in need of protection, and that person isn't, like it's 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 like a determination of like who's worth what. Ugh, it's mm, very frustrating. Mm, terrible. Well, who who qualify? It's like it's like a means testing based off of 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 illness, you know. But not for you. But not for anyone else. But just just for yourself, not for like like anyone in your situation. It's very very like. It, yeah, it's the like assum- a new regressive tax. Well, and, and, and the you assumption also is get to catch a communicable disease, right? And the assumption is that every individual is an island in and of themselves, right? They they don't have interactions with other people. They don't um, like everything that um, everything that they a worker does when they're outside of out of work uh, is not the boss's problem. Which, to a de- degree, I I mean, that's good because your boss should not be controlling any other point of your life even less than they do now however they want no responsibility for any of that either they want nothing 
It's all mm. you on your own. Sad days, man. I just, yeah, I just wish people took it more seriously to just get back to life, but that's not how we rock in America. Well, and and again, when you have, you know, your, your, you know, elected leaders, you know, we have, you know, the president of the United States, we have uh, high profile media figures, we have elected officials um, uh, at various different, you know, points of government who are, you know, like it or not, leaders in the society, they're signaling that this is not something that's serious. That's not something you need to be worried about. If you wear a mask, you're a pussy. You know, all this other stuff. Um, people are going to follow that lead. That's just that's just naturally how people operate. They follow the lead of their leaders. You know? <sighs> I don't know if you agree with that or not, but... I do. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally do. It's the whole idea of like, with even with mass mandates in different cities and in, in in states, even if they're not enforced by an enforcement wing of the state, like people will still do them. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you have a mask mandate, if you have a mask mandate, like then that is essentially the society at whatever level you know has the guts to actually take this up because that's another component of it everything was like rolling down you know excuse me everything was rolling down the well the federal the federal government won't take responsibility the state won't take responsibility the locals it falls on them i mean for education it fell on the individuals but like when you when you have a mask mandate that is a kind of a collective decision to say hey we have decided that this is what we're going to be doing and if you're not doing that you're outside of it and whether we're going to enforce it or not there's social enforcement that could take place you know if you're not going to wear a mask uh, out in public i mean technically i suppose the law could you know um inflict violence upon you i'm not necessarily in favor of that i don't want that to have to happen and but 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 more than that uh it's it it's reflective of well this is what we're doing now at a at a at an official level Nah, social pressure is real i'm with that like yeah you don't even have to enforce it all Mm -hmm. you have to do is just if enough people make other people feel like scumbags Mm -hmm. like you're always gonna get like you're always gonna get scumbags who think they're like heroes or like they're tough somehow. Yeah, they're they're different. They're um, the exception. But like, yeah, they'll be easy to recognize, and you mm-hmm. just kind of stay away from them. You don't bar them entry into like into things of society where they just don't get to mingle with like normal society. Well, I mean, yeah, like if 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 you have a establishment that says you know if if you have a mandate that says you know in order to go to any business in jefferson parish for example just because i live here uh you have to have a mask on right somebody doesn't have a mask guess what you ain't coming in you know Mm -hmm. and if they try and force themselves in then that becomes a different matter i don't know i kind of think about that with the well i guess in our last like 10 or so minutes um guess who's back back again Jordan Peterson's back. Tell a friend. I, 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 I'm so out of the loop. I don't mess with them cats <laughs> like that. I don't mess with that. 
IDW trash anymore or anything like that. Oh, well, he is back in Canada after uh so he had a he had a bad time for a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. Um but he got addicted to benzos for a while. What? Yeah, you never that heard about it. That seems like a very like like kind of a jerk like move. Like somebody like him would get addicted. Like it's like the new opium, you know? Like yeah. Sherlock Holmes would like do opium. So but now like a guy who's like totally consumed with quote unquote logic is going to like do benzos. Well he got addicted to benzos and then he had himself put into a medically induced coma to break that addiction. Like and he did it in like like Russia or Georgia or somewhere. Like he had a really, really wild ride after being like Huh? You can do Ibogaine? I don't know what that is. It's like some weird like I wouldn't call it a drug, but it's like it's a drug and it'll like get rid of like all it'll it unjams your um oh god, what your like not serotonin, but your pleasure receptors mm-hmm. to get like it flushes it flushes your body of like opiates. But yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. he 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 did the so he, he got addicted to uh, Xanax and Valium. Um, also his daughter uh, was an advocate. I don't know if you know uh, Michaela Peterson, which is his I've daughter. Seen her. Uh, she is an advocate of a meat only lion diet. Uh, this I'm reading from an, a Vice article again, uh, which said which Peterson prescribed a low dose of benzos in response to an autoimmune reaction to, to the food. Um, so, um, anyway, Michaela said her dad's dose of benzos increased when her mom was diagnosed with terminal cancer, which is extremely legitimately sad, right? Right. Exactly. Uh, and he developed an addiction to the benzos uh and he got a side effect called acus acathasia a restless movement disorder made him suicidal this is a guy that was in command of like the right wings um the right wing of like american like intellectual whatever like it was it was like he was considered to be like beyond reproach two years ago uh he nearly died several times uh, and he was bounced between uh, hospitals in North America. Uh, Michaela said her dad sought treatment in Russia in January, where he was put in an induced coma for eight days and, quote, had the most horrific withdrawal I ever read or heard about. He almost died from the medical system, uh, from what the medical system did to him. <laughs> the doctors aren't influenced by the pharmaceutical companies, don't believe treating symptoms. Uh, it's caused by medications by adding more medications and have the guts to medically detox someone from pencils. <laughs> so I mean, like I'm I'm laughing, which is actually not very funny. Uh, it's 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 only funny in the context of like this is the guy who wrote the book like Twelve Rules for Life and sort of to like try to talk about why the West or whatever was superior and like why he's better. Or why, like, like Western culture is like better and smarter and and more superior to the rest of the world. And he argued he had an argument about uh, why. Um, I, I don't know if you watched the the 
Zizek versus Jordan Peterson debate. Yeah, I well. did. What did you make of that? It was kind of boring. I didn't think it was boring at all, honestly. I thought really it was like that. I, I thought it was interesting because I, I was fascinated one by how how little Jordan Peterson knew what he was talking about. He didn't know anything about socialism or communism or anything about Marx at all. He read the manifesto like the night before, like he crammed for the exam or whatever. Yeah, I guess I better read this. <laughs> and then and then Zizek just sort of like, well. Zizek just sort of like shows up and kind of like laughs at him the entire time. Like he, Zizek was actually very nice and very charming. The yeah, whole, I that's so. what I probably thought was boring. Oh, you didn't like you didn't like nice Zizek. You wanted Zizek to kill him. Pbh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know. That doesn't seem like his style, honestly. But anyway, uh, Jordan Peterson's back, uh, back again, and wild. You know, Stout Western shows. values, you know, the family, his Bible thun- thumping conservatism is back on the menu, folks, I guess. I don't know. It's back on the menu, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, not Meat only. <laughs> like, the lion diet is back on the menu, folks. Wild. Yeah. So uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap Hi. it up. You can listen to Good Morning Comrade every Tuesday, WHIV FM. Uh, you can also check us out online, whivfm.org slash listen. Uh, check us out on, well, check my Twitch out. Uh, you can look at, uh, at Eminent Prof. You can also look at, at Good Morning Comrade Radio, I believe it is, uh, which is where I think we should, we're going to be, uh, streaming the next debate, uh, this Thursday. So What's up? I think so. I think that is correct. Yeah, this Thursday, uh, we might have some special guests. Last time we had uh, Mark Allendary and Blanca Estevez. Uh, in the past, we've had Ben uh, Ben Yudishin. Uh We should probably have we should probably have a lineup solid and together in the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else you want to say on the way out, Robert? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, it's been fun. It's good to be back in the seat. Last week's week off was really weird for me. Yeah. I'm just not, I don't know. I got used, I got in the, uh, in the habit of doing the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hear you. You know, you get, in the, you get into it. And, all right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening, folks. Uh, love you. Bye. Bye.